Welcome to the 24th edition of the Guna Podcast, sponsored by Goonashirts.com. We're recording this within a stone's throw of the old Highbury Stadium on the Monday night during the middle of the international break. Arsenal's previous match was in the Premier League at Newcastle, and their next appearance will be the home game against Manchester City. Let's get down to the intros. Highbury Spy once again cannot be with us, this time due to some works, do or other. So what has become a regular lineup is back in City. First up, Hampstead's finest, known to some as Don Sebastiano, others as Mustafa Goldstein. Who are you this evening, Basti? I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. I'm not an elephant. It's Harry Redknapp. <laughs> I didn't say it, you did. Next up, the man with the inside track on gossip that turns often out to be bullshit. That's really odd. Is that me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell you why, I'll, I'll tell you why that is. It's because BT Hillwood is not retiring at the end of the is season. Is he not? No, he's not. <laughs> that, I never saw that girl again. I, I never met her a second time. And finally, keeping the seat of the returning Mark Ollington warm for one more podcast recording and looking forward to semi-retirement, Guna editor, Kevin Witcher. Listeners, here I am. We're not worthy. Thank you, Bestie. We're going to start with, uh, with the, the, the Champions League and the FA Cup and um, our next games against Villarreal and Chelsea, respectively. Um, what do you think of our chances? Um, really good, actually. Mm. Um, I mean, looking at our, our draw for the Champions League quarters and semi-finals, I think in terms of the quarter-final... Aside from maybe Porto, I don't think any of us could have chosen a better draw than Villarreal away. You know, get a nil-nil away from home, bring them back to our place and everyone's laughing. Uh, or even better, get a one or two each at their place and bring them back to our place and everyone's laughing. And for some reason, over two legs, I, I don't fancy Wenger to beat Hiddink's Chelsea and I don't fancy Wenger to beat Benitez's Liverpool. But I think Wenger over two legs could beat Ferguson and Manchester United. As far as the FA Cup goes... Um, We'd have to beat Manchester United and Chelsea to win it anyway, so bring him on as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Uh, personally, I don't fancy um, over two legs against anybody in the next round. So <laughs> it's uh, it, you know we're not going to we're not going to beat Manchester United over two legs. I don't. You it's, don't know it, that. That's it, That's what we need to. You say. don't know what's going to happen. Because last time you were full of beans, weren't you, about Arsenal? <laughs> well, you know. It's all about, it's the corporate media dive ball factor. <laughs> that was on the tip of my tongue as well. It's so corporate was that the, media was that dive ball I'm worried about, not <laughs> Arsenal so much. The entire game, as far as I'm concerned, has turned into a farcical circus for corporate... Villarreal and Chelsea, Bastie. Right, uh, Villarreal, <laughs> Villarreal, uh, I fancy my chances. I fancy my chances with you. I fancy my chances with you. Um, but... I don't know actually God who knows Close Very tight Both very tight fixtures Depending on who Depends on which Arsenal turns up really Doesn't it mm. It's a shame we haven't got Arshavan For the uh, yep. Champions League Because he's clearly uh, Going to be a, a major major difference for us Might have Rizikno back though Rizikno Yeah where is Rizikno No he's not, He won't be back that soon I, I'd be very surprised If he He's even risked before next season. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, just Wenger does not bring players back that quickly, even ones who could play. I mean, Fabregas has been chomping at the bit for a fortnight, and he's, he's not going to play for another week. So, um, 
no, we will not see Thomas Rosicki. We'll have to make do with what we've got in Europe. And uh, it's a cup, you know, Arsenal have a great chance um, in both competitions simply because it is a cup and they can raise their game. We've seen them do it against big teams before. They'll need a bit of luck. You know, that's the way cups work. Um, but the most important thing is that they have shown that they can get a result on any given day that is required. And if they are focused enough, um, they can actually do that. And that's what you need to win cups. You don't yeah. need consistency. You just need to raise your game when it matters. And we, we, we know they can beat Man United. Um, then we know they can beat Chelsea and they, they can beat them anywhere I mean, it doesn't have to be home or away Arsenal will take on these teams and, and half the reason that they they can beat them is because the opposition are trying to play football as well as opposed to anti-football so that suits Arsenal's game um, we're in the hat I'm, I'm not going to predict we're actually going to win either of them but uh, I certainly I, can, I could see us potentially doing it Hello, children. And I think if we beat Chelsea, Man United and Liverpool in the league, we're going to win the league as well, so we're going to win the treble! <laughs> yes! We're going to win the fucking treble! <laughs> Sorry, children next didn't mean to say fucking. <laughs> <laughs> the next question was going to be, um, now we've overtaken Aston Villa, do you think we can hold on to third spot? But, uh, no, fourth, fourth, fourth spot. spot. Easy. <laughs> Right. I'm glad you said that. It's a Freudian slip because we will end up third above Chelsea. My really? prediction. Yes. Really? Come on. Do you know you're getting like you're getting like shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Yes. Arsenal TV beckons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't fancy that much. I would like to think I'm a little more talented than Mr. Shovel. Oh, sorry, shove. Dirty joking. The voice of reason. Is that me? Yeah. Unfortunately, so. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think Aston Villa's sincere and sheer lack of lack of depth in squad quality um, added to that they have no players um, <clears throat> with experience of the business end of a football season and getting a job done. Added to that, their season started in middle of July in the Inter Two Two Cup. Um, I, I think they'll they'll slowly fall away, and if they finish fifth and go into that competition that they've <laughs> shown plainly they don't want to be in, uh, I personally think they'll get everything they deserve. Uh, but I, I, I can't see us finishing below fourth now. The other thing with Villa, and you know, I don't want to take away from what they achieved earlier on in the season, but they were getting the rub. Every oh, yeah. single game you saw they were being outplayed and they were getting something late or it's the run of play. And a few games I've actually seen them play well, they've got nothing from it. Mm. I mean, against us, they were the better team pretty much up until we scored. Yeah, well, I hate to um, say it, it's a, it reminds me a bit of our season last yeah. season. Obviously, we were, right. a, we were a level higher being top, and then yeah. when it all went, it just fell like a de- deck of cards, didn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think they're going through the deck of cards thing. It's sort of, they, they realise the game's up. And I think 5-0 away at Anfield, that's, a, that's <laughs> the final. That, that is, they've got Man, that U, is, they've got Man U this weekend, haven't they? they? Yeah, they've yeah. got Man U, Man U away So this that's weekend. the end of their season. did did the Wenger confidence trick as well, didn't he? You know, he's got them sort of playing and sort of punching above their weight and now they don't believe it anymore and I think that doesn't help. They need to start raising that because we see, don't we, when Arsenal lose, we then seem to go on a bad run and then pick up again, but it takes a while for that confidence to come back into What's the What's his name? A, a Bongle Hall? Is it a Bongle Hall? <laughs> 
A bongle hall. It sounds like have to sing. A bongle hall's mother is a bongle hall. <laughs> it does sound like a Latin prostitute or, or something. It's, no, it's, 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 <laughs> oh, no, no, French. Uh, Central African. French Nigerian or something. Yes, anyway, moving swiftly on. Yeah, let's, let's talk of Aston Villa and more we'll talk of Arsenal. And obviously, you know, things have got a lot better over the last. Um, and and Man you've been dropping like things. Yeah. Uh, I think. Liverpool um, are looking a bit good, but surely that's only good if, until they play us. And then there's Chelsea, Smelski, are just being Smelski, are just being a bit kind of blue everywhere. So but I you, reckon we'll have a, a lot of them. You mentioned a little league. bit earlier, Basti, um, the impact of, uh, of Andre Elshavin, because I've got to hold my hand up and say that I didn't expect this. You know, I, I, I nearly threw my season ticket at the wall on that day when he signed. Because oh, right. I wasn't. No, but I'm, I'm going to say I was wrong. You know, I, I didn't think he'd be. Anywhere near as good as, as as he has been, and he's been fantastic. Um, Dave, I think you were on my camp as well. Yeah, I, I think the money could have been spent better elsewhere. And um, mm. when everybody's fit at the start of next six, next season, Touchwood, um, I, I still may stand by that opinion. But he's certainly been the kick up the jacks he would needed. Yeah. Um, he looks a class above the players we've got. He looks like a man amongst a group of little boys, which yeah. sadly is exactly what he is. Um, <laughs> but no, he's been he's been great so far. He's a very short man, though, isn't he? Yeah. I, I thought, thought he was taller. Sort of, yeah, I thought he was another sort of like five foot giant, isn't he? Mm. He's come out the same test tube as Cleb and Nasri. He and makes Walcott look like a like you know, look like the jolly green giant. Yeah. <laughs> he talks to players as well. Have you noticed? Yeah, you know, he's, he's not just like I'll get on with me game. He's twenty seven, isn't he? But he's got a bit of maturity. He seems he seems go up to players and kind of you know say you know perhaps try this or sort of you know I don't know what he's saying to them, but you know you can see that he's actually trying to talk to players and isn't just someone that's going to come along and get on with his well, game. Which is good seeing as Fabregas isn't on the pitch and we don't really have a captain at the yeah. moment. I mean. And uh, oh God, this brings us on to Gallas. Still, I still got a thing with Gallas. How does everyone feel about Gallas? He's playing the best football of his Arsenal career. But um, if we can find anyone who'll pick up his eighty thousand pound a week paycheck in the summer, I'm pretty certain he'll be up in a heartbeat. Clichy's form has been a bit. A bit I mean, this season, Clichy was like my favourite player for a bit, and I thought he's really good. And he seems to be making these clanging mistakes yeah. ever since Birmingham. Um, you know, Birmingham. There was there's, there's, there's a, a before Birmingham and after Birmingham, isn't there? And yeah. it was like that, that, that was his claim. And then against Tottenham, he did that. And the, he's doing a lot of... He's looking more and more one-footed. The point I raised in the last podcast, when he came back from his serious injury during the 2006-2007 season in December of that year, he was reinstalled as the first-choice left-back in light of Ashley Cole's departure to Chelsea. He hasn't had a rest since then. He's 22, maybe 23 years mm. old, and he's played every... Pretty much every first team game, notwithstanding the odd cup game here and there, in the last two and a half years. Mm. And he, Do we have he anyone else who can play there? Yeah. Kieran Gibbs. Gibbs playing really well. Kieran Gibbs. That, Gibbs has been brought on quite a lot, a few times, hasn't he? He's playing. He's starting the FA Cup matches. Yeah, pretty much. So, no, I, I mean he's been very impressive. We almost, almost like stormtroopers, aren't we? They just keep on creating their clones. Yeah. yeah, like going right back to the Bob McNabb. You can't name it. How's that or, like stormtroopers? That's how they were created. Like yeah, clones. clones. Yeah. Oh. oh. I just thought I can't see Bob McNabb's all kicking someone's door in and saying you're very important in the morning. No, we're talking Star Wars. We're talking Star Wars, not Nazi Germany. No, well, I wouldn't know. It's oh, no that's sort of stormtrooper. Yeah. Oh, right. Just, sorry, I, I didn't know there was another sort of stormtrooper. I yeah. thought it was the, the SS you were talking. About. Seriously, though, you know, we have created. We seem to like produce left back from. Sammy Nelson. <laughs> right. Bob McNabb would kick a door in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, he was a, a real. Um, 
who didn't let anyone away with anything, no. including his own teammates. So uh, behind that facade of what looked like a civilised cultural individual, it was only a bit of a uh, tough... But were you there when Sammy Nelson dropped his knickers? No, I wasn't. He didn't drop his knickers, he dropped his shorts and he kept his white fronts on, because I was there. And how close were you to... What do you mean, how close was he? He did it too, didn't he? I was halfway up the north bank, but I was very short then, and I didn't really see much. I just heard everyone say, what's happening, what's happening? He's dropped his knickers, he's dropped his... I was there, but I didn't see much. Because the crowd were giving him the bird in an Ibuwe-like... Yeah, that's right. He was getting it. He he'd been getting it for a while. Right. But he had been, But um, I wasn't six foot at the time. I was actually. I must have been. I don't know. Difficult eight to or imagine. Bastian. Sure. We Bastian. Sure. Yeah. Ah. Anyway. So. Pretty much all season we've been castigating. Abue, um Danielson, Song. Just about anyone else that. Bender. 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 Oh, Bender. Have we changed our opinions on them, Kev? Well, all I can say is that why weren't they playing like this earlier in the season? Um, is it just purely team confidence? Or, I mean, has something happened whereby they've, they've remembered how to play football? Uh, it, I mean, I think as a team, Arsenal just collapsed at some point uh, early in the season. Uh, the inconsistency was rife throughout the team. Nobody really was playing well. And as a group of players, they have improved. But when they were playing badly, the crowd needed their boo boys. And the most obvious candidates are those who, whose first touch uh, and, and basic ability is the lesser of the first team squad. And it's quite obvious that someone like Bentner does struggle in terms of uh, the skill in a way that Fabregas doesn't. So controlling the football seemed to go out the window and those that were worst at controlling it really did come in for it. Um, and I'm, I criticise them as much as anybody. Uh, they're still miscontrolling it, actually. But um, because the team is playing better, uh, they pick themselves up a bit quicker and, and manage to re-find um, their confidence. And uh, that's, that's what's made the difference. So... A lot of the games we're playing now, um, some of them aren't actually very much different from the football we were playing when we were losing um, early in the season. It's just that the players uh, don't fall so flat for so long. They, they pick themselves up. Um, so I think we're right to castigate the manager because what, what's happened is that inexperience has led to that lack of confidence and lack of consistency. Players themselves, it's wrong to really uh, go over the top on them, but the fact is the manager picks them. And, and the only way the fans can express their their unhappiness is to have a go at the players, I'm afraid. So it was the balance, you think, that was wrong? We, we had too many young players. Yeah. Well, I think we didn't have a midfield. I mean, the, the thing is, if it went, you know, as soon as Fabregas was off the pitch, you could see that there was a very immature midfield that wasn't, as Kev said, first touch, dreadful. Um, all round, Danielson. They say he had a high pass completion, but that's you know the sort of pass that you could make to me now, sitting next, standing opposite you. Um, 
the, the bottom line is, I think, that uh, Arshavan coming into the side once again has made everyone look a bit better because he's someone who now people will play up to that level. Yeah. And I think also against, you know, they started looking good. Song and Abue doing little passes around Burnley when they'd been reduced to police cones and weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, Burnley made them look good. I mean, anyone would have looked good against that Burnley side. Uh, and one or two other matches where we're, we're playing teams that aren't that good. And then, yes, they get it together for a bit. But I still don't think you're going to win anything with Abue, Danielson and Song as your midfield. Because they're just, it's not a strong enough midfield. I mean, blame various factors, age, whatever, ability, doesn't matter. Just not world class. And if it's Arsenal and they want to be up there at the top, we've got to have world class players. Mm. What do you think of Diaby? Anyone? Uh, Wenger sums him up, turned out perfectly, where his, uh, Wenger's quote was He's lacking a little bit tactically at the <laughs> moment, which is code for he's fucking thick. <laughs> and he is. The kid has got lots of talent. You can see that. His goal against Newcastle was a thing of quality. It was a Great finish and a perfectly timed But run. he wouldn't have scored it if the Newcastle centre-back hadn't been off receiving treatment. Well, yeah, part also... Yeah, well, they, we got a bit of that? rub of, the, you know, a bit of yeah. luck there. They were down to 10 men at that point. And they, he, he wouldn't have had that space. The thing that strikes with him is the guy's positional indiscipline is shocking. Uh, whether he's asked to play on the left, uh, left side, left-hand side of the midfield, or whether he's asked to play in the centre, he goes walkabout all the time. And for me, the only formation he seems to work in quite well is when we play away in Europe and we play that 4-4-1-1 where the one between the midfield and centre forwards can basically go wherever they like and he fits in so well in that role because that's exactly what he does do. Um, he, out, out of all of our midfielders, he is the one least destined to make it um, for no other reason than regardless of what you think about players, Wenger does like intelligent footballers and he's not one. Mm. I, I just, I beg it's to quite differ, reckless actually. his challenges as well. I beg to differ. I think... I think He's got a lot of ability. Um, he might not be uh, the most intelligent sort of player-aware, team-aware player. But then again, I mean, I beg, I, I don't think Song or Danielson or, or Boué. I mean, are they more intelligent than him? Football, footballistically, um, <laughs> if that, indeed that is a word, Carol. Um, potentially, um, Danielson, I think, has got a good football brain. Unfortunately, he has no talent. Um, Alexander Song is a disgrace to our shirt and the sooner we can get rid of him the better I ever understand he's into the first or second year of a five year contract and, uh, well they're not <laughs> Vieira, Perez um, Bergkamp and um, but for the know, money that we're paying them petite, they should they? be a lot closer to that yeah, exactly. I, agree. Exactly. I agree I mean you must remember that the, the wage bill when we did the unbeaten season was two thirds of what it is now so the the Playing start with the club is at a 50% um, increase um, and, and probably a 50% drop in, in actual ability uh, in tandem with that. So one of the frustrations for me is that Wenger's choosing to spend money on wages rather than transfers with this concept of keeping together this group of players, which frankly um, aren't quite good enough. Well, I'd prefer to see Thomas, Rowcastle and Davis in the midfield than those three, wouldn't you? Um, now? <laughs> well, I mean, in their fit, in their, <laughs> at their fittest times. Yes, well, well, I, yes think, I think everyone's... They've got string no. a few passes together. No, no, no. no. no they I, were I very think, good players. I think the nature of any player, is, the quality of any good player can be measured by if they were put on the transfer market tomorrow, who would go in for them? If Fabregas went on the market tomorrow, he, he would go to Barcelona or Real Madrid. 
if Danielson went on the market tomorrow, well, we found it in January, didn't we? Um, we the club received an approach from Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Newcastle, who are currently in the bottom three, am I yeah, correct in saying? Um, if Alexander Sun went on the market tomorrow, he would have to go back to France because he's not good enough to play in England, France, uh, England, Spain, Italy, or Germany. Um, similarly, Diaby, there's rumours that Mourinho wants him into Milan. Um, no. He won't go to Inter Milan. <laughs> he won't go to Inter Milan. <laughs> uh, these, these kids aren't going to Middlesbrough. Sorry? Middlesbrough. He might go to Middlesbrough to join up with Ali Adier and Hoyt. Two more of our rejects, yes, potentially. Yeah, kind of the, the northern version of West Ham, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they just seem to take all of our region. So, but basically, yeah, cool. it's, 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 it's the scouting system has let the club down. You know, we, we, we have a huge number of scouts all around the world, enough for them to be able to pick up bargain basement players of better quality than we have. So we should be selling Alex Song to New, uh, to Middlesbrough or wherever. We should be trying to get three million for him because that three million will actually buy a player who's twice as good from uh, another country who's basically not been spotted by somebody else. And, and our scouting system is supposedly so advanced that we've got tabs on every footballer under the sun. Well, there are a few decent ones out there. Let's bring them in. But surely, if if our scouting system is getting us into fourth position, the only t- the only thing that it, uh, is, the only level to go up is to be is to be Liverpool, Manchester United, and Chelsea, and they're buying players. Okay, so you know, surely it's actually getting us to a certain level. It's the wages that are probably wrong. Yeah, and the wages. I mean, we're not spending a ridiculous amount less than Liverpool or Man United. Yeah, we've got to look at their midfields. The sort of you know, in the, the experience and, and level of their midfields. Well, they bought players. We're buying young prospects. For, let's for sake of argument. We're buying a young prospect for three million. Manchester United are buying a Vidic for seven million. Yeah. For the amount of wages we're paying this young prospect, we're better having two Vidiches rather than three of these young young prospects. I think we'd have all taken Vidic, though, wouldn't we? I mean. You know, people when people say to me, "Oh, you know, why didn't he sign Vidic?" We just didn't. It's just one of them things we can't sign every single. Well, player. Depends won't sign a defender. Period. No, we right. Need is we need those two. We need a couple of Vidic's or a couple of you know world class or of that level, and then you can carry one song or one Danielson or even well, I know the Vue, forget it. But but what ones? If you've got one song or one Danielson, I know the song. You've only got one song. But if you've got Danielson. Danielson will look good if he's playing next to Vieira and Bergkamp. This is the point. But yeah. he's not going to look good next to Song and and, thi- and, he's, and also it's counterproductive because these young players they'll end up just going down in confidence uh, and be, be becoming yeah you know, they might end up sort of hanging from a upside down from a raft or somewhere. I mean, one United day, are also signing Tevez and Berbatov, aren't they? It's like you know they, they are signing the big names. So it's not like they're just signing bidding. I'll be very surprised if Carlos Tevez is a banjo But having said that, I see the see the point you're making. Yeah. Um, if if Ferguson goes to the board and says, uh, well, that's what Brian Clough did at Leeds and Derby in the 70s, goes and buys players and says, sort out the money with the men upstairs, but you're my player. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't do that because we haven't got any money. No. Yeah, well, that, that is a problem. We haven't got any money. But I still think if you look at these teams like Man United and uh, Chelsea don't do it so much, but they'll... But Liverpool certainly, they'll, they'll blood a, a youngster and they'll have one player surrounded by ten world-class internationals. That's the way to do it. You can't have eight <laughs> kids and three world-class internationals. This is what Kev said earlier. and I mean, I remember you making um, a similar point a few weeks ago on the podcast. Um, 
uh, month or so ago when you said that the reason why the likes of Wiltshire and Ramsey weren't being blooded in was because you know it's not a good time to bring those mm. two players in. You know, it's, I guess that's. I just mean, the, the irony of of the where we are now is that it's possible that the end of this season, if they do enjoy a slice of fortune, could be the making of some of these players. Mm. Because once you do actually win something, I mean, look at uh, Arsenal in the George Graham managed era. They won a Littlewoods or whatever it was, Coca-Cola Cup final against Liverpool in 87. Now that was actually... Milk, the, milk. Well, no, it was Littlewoods Cup. Littlewoods, yeah. That was the springboard yeah. to the trophies that followed. It, was, it might have only been the League Cup. But then it mattered. Mm-hmm. Both both um, teams were playing full strength uh, lineups. There wasn't any any of this playing after reserve team nonsense we Charlie have now. Nicholas. Charlie Nicholas um, scored the goals, and uh, although the the team changed a bit and new faces were brought in, the confidence that that trophy gave a very fairly well, it was a mixture of young and experienced players, but there were some young players in there, and and they were the ones who were still around two years later, when uh, they won the league, and 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 then that was obviously then led on to the trophies that followed before George got the boot. So you never know. Um, it's possible that some of these players who we are castigating now could actually be a part of a winning Arsenal. Set up in the future, mm. uh, not all of them, but um, there's 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 a scope for improvement if they can actually manage to win something. It, it might start taking this this group of players in the right direction. Changes are needed, but uh, I can see the glass half full brigade having some kind of an argument at the moment. Mm. But so I was surprised. To see, I mean, Bentner suddenly. Bentner suddenly scored goal. Started looking. Who was it? He scored a really good one against recently. He scored a great one against Newcastle. He scored two yeah, goals yeah. against West Brom. Mm. Yeah. So suddenly he sort of seems to be. You know, once again, that's West Brom and Newcastle. Lesser you can opposition. Only play the opposition that's put in front of him. That's right. You can, but you put put. Uh, uh, he disappeared. Man United at home. Well, I mean, we, we ended up winning, but it wasn't much thanks to him. He was just not... Oh, well, that, that's, that's, his, finishing, that. his finishing was poor because he was knackered. He the was reason knackered. he was knackered was because he had worked his socks off. That's one of the best games <laughs> like, I've seen yeah. him have, bar his finishing. He yep. was fantastic. The bits you remember weren't good, but no. he did so much work. That's that why his name was being sung from the, um, the, the singing section. The red section. Yeah, the red section. No, I thought... I know, thought they were singing it from the man once again... End. I went to Rome and um, they just wouldn't leave him alone. Van Persie had possibly one of the worst games I've ever seen anyone have. He did absolutely nothing in well, that Well, he went hiding for yeah, nice Woeful. Um, and Bentner sort of run around around him, didn't play that much better. Um, but at one point, Van Persie ran into trouble when, on the, when a few times he got the ball. And these three blokes went, just turned around and went, that fucking Bentner, he's a fucking... And quite frankly, the sooner we get rid of that fucking... The better, and I went. That was Van Persie, <laughs> and they're like, "Was it? Oh right." Oh, well, mind you, Van, Pers- Van Persie's still... blown a bit cold lately, isn't he? He's an inconsistent player. He's up for the st- for the uh, player of the month. Is he really? Yeah, they're not uh, the Arsenal player of the month. The Premier, the League, Premier League, League player of the month. Really? When most people who, who watch Arsenal on a week week basis uh, say that he's he was as good in 
it was bad in March as he was good in um, January. And January off, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's he's been. I think he's been woeful. It's funny, isn't it? How you sometimes you get players like I'll get a, I don't know a Chelsea fan or a Man U fan come up to me and say, "Oh, that what's his name is really good, whoever it is." And you say, "You've been watching him all, all month." Yeah. And you say, well, "You're joking. He hasn't done anything right." But he'll have had two good matches on match of the yeah. day or something, and everyone thinks, "Oh, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread." Things about Frank Lampard. Not yeah, that I ever talked to him in a week. Oh, really? Yeah, Not so. that we ever talked to Chelsea fans. No. No, we don't make a habit of it. No, anyway. we try and avoid it at all costs, really, don't we? But I think we'll end up higher than them this season. Yeah. I'm hoping for that, yeah. So, do we owe Wenger an apology? Uh, I think we will. Can, he's asked to be judged at the end of the season. So we can wait till then. Um, <laughs> I think if he managed to bring home the Champions League. Uh, we, I would apologise to him. I'd get down on both knees. <laughs> I'd lick the floor at his feet. What about what about fourth place and, and the FA, FA Cup? Cup? We're level. <laughs> We're level still, I'll shake his hand. I'll shake his hand. This is the man that has reshaped Arsenal football. Club. I'm, I'm just talking about, about this season. Yeah. I'm talking about the decision. Um, to buy a Maori Bischoff to replace Mattia Flamini. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm talking about five years without a trophy. Yeah, I'm talking paying more money to watch my football than any other football fan in the world. Fourth place in the FA Cup is fucking unacceptable. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I'm only paying for for the next match. <laughs> that was Jethro Tull there with a song from their new long player, Aquila. Bob Harris here, and next on Whistle Test, a trio of young men, two guys from the North London area, and a young chap who's joined us from the north of Spain, the Catalonia region. I may be exact, and here they are now. Introducing their latest hit, Enjoy. Hola, buenos días. Mi nombre es Ceski Fabricas. Y nosotros hablamos español y quieren a viva los cañoneros. Arsenal, 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 Arsenal. Y Brian Houghton is a juanca. How was I supposed to know? My wardrobe wasn't right here. Oh, Brian, Brian, I should have just let it go. But how city I shine, dear Bill Brown, do you want a blue If he scores ill to a Buddha blood, oh, what a prat! Your lack of points. Is killing you, baby. You won't stay up. I do believe, do believe. When you waste time, I lose my mind. Here's a V sign. Spit on Horton one more time. I hate Horton. Before we before we sign off, um, a, a, a quick chat about what really happened after the whole match. What we what we think happened after the whole match. I, th- I actually think that um, Sesk was giving it pretty large um, because basically the the whole managerial team were taking a piss out of Wenger during yeah. during the match. He, he saw it, didn't like it, so he, he gave them back a bit of their own treatment. I think he probably did spit at the floor in front of Brian Horton, away from the public eye. So what? Mm. Get over it. As, uh, as as they 
the Hull City manager has gone to great lengths <laughs> to say Brian Watton's a man who's managed two and a half thousand league matches. Well, he should have grown a pair of bollocks by now. <laughs> yeah. If the worst thing he's seen is a little boy spitting at him, seriously. Watch tape of Arsenal playing at Birmingham last year. Bloke's leg falls off. It yeah. will scare the shit out of you. I'm certain that Fabregas um, ejected some kind of spit oil from his mouth. But the nature of of European culture, that, uh, sorry, Dirty Johnny Foreigner, is such that, you know, people do spit in the street, and people do turn to one side whilst talking to a friend, spit oh, over their Johnny shoulder. Foreigner? Every English footballer ever has always been, all they do is spit. Yeah, no, but what I'm, so, what I'm saying is it's part, part of everyday life, people in France, Spain, Italy, and continental yeah. Europe will turn to one side and spit if they've got... Um, yeah, you don't spit at the enough. person, though. Uh, yeah. You spit on the floor and then you look at them in the eye. Well, this now, is the... I reckon that's what he's done. He's, he's, he's gone, he's, the bloke's gone, what are you wearing? What are you doing on the pitch? Who are you? Blah, blah. And he's gone, I'm the Arsenal captain on my pitch. And why don't you F off? And he's just spat on the floor to his left and Carry looked at him and gone, Tu es un puta madre de hijo de puta. But going back to the whole thing, um, I don't know if did anybody else watch the game again and watch that first half and see how much Wenger was berated by Horton and Brown. They, no, they no, right, better well, things to do with my time. <laughs> well, somebody told me. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> a, a friend, <laughs> no, yeah, who watched it a couple of times. I, I, I watched it again the next night, or, the, or bits of it. And um, Wenger was kind of pointing at his watch um, at the referee, and Horton and and Brown, who'd actually come down for the last ten minutes of the second, uh, first half, sorry, um, were just literally leaning back and laughing hysterically and pointing at Wenger. It was well, sorry, Wenger's got to grow some bollocks to get over it. Wenger didn't do anything about it. We're just, just saying that yeah. that is what they so were... So what? I mean, they're laughing at him. So what? No, 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 he hasn't done anything. I love that picture of, like, was it one of the one of the whole staff looking at Fabregas, the one in all the papers? He's walking off like, like going, like that with his fists clenched. He's got his little hoodie kind of top on. He, he just looks like a little thug, doesn't he? I'm glad we're laughing, guys. I'm glad we're laughing. That's the captain of our football club. I know. He should be wearing a blazer. He should be wearing a blazer with We know he's got an edge. Sorry. We yeah. know he's got an edge. Yeah, Who threw the pizza? No, I like it. I like, no, Who threw I like the pizza? It. Everybody knows Seth Fabregas threw the pizza. We could sing Uta be a gooner, and you know what he'd say, go, me. Who had a go at Mark Hughes? And turned around to Mark Hughes and said, yeah. well, was it? he said to him, you used to, be, used to play for Barcelona. Um, you, that uh, wasn't a Barcelona type That wasn't Barcelona, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and also, his challenge on Ashley Cole, right at the end of that Chelsea match last year, was well over the top. He's a proper gooner, Sesk. I think he's, 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 an, he's, he's Arsenal through through. He's got a nasty He is, side. he is, and we love that, we have to embrace that, but at the same time, he is now the captain of one of the top ten football clubs in the world, and with responsibility comes great authority and other such bollock-type managers. Maybe right. he'd do better if he'd have gone up and shook his hand, and when the bloke went to shake his hand, he lifted it and did the little twiddly thing and put it to his nose instead. We're laughing now. <laughs> right, Kevin. Now, a quick plug for 195 of issue of the Guna on sale against Manchester City, Villarreal, and Middlesbrough. But first, can I plug the Hampstead Village Voice? <laughs> yes, you, you just have. Yes. No, there is, there is, there is an Arsenal section in the Hampstead Village Voice available now. That's your local Hampstead news agent. Of course, you all live in Hampstead. Of course. Clearly. All Do you know players. how much you have to pay for an ad on the podcast? A lot less than an ad in the Hampstead Village Voice, <laughs> I can tell you. Right. Well, can we have, can we have an advert in there? Yeah, of course you can. I'll give you one for nothing because you're gooners. <laughs> no, the, for the podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> all right then. Kevin. Okay, so issue 195 of the Gooner, uh, contents-wise. Pieces on the, in defence of Arsene Wenger, there is an interview with the editor of the New Statesman. Ooh. Yes, the name of Jason Cowley, and he has written a book around the events at Anfield on 26 May 1989, called The Last Game. Uh, also got pieces from our very own Mark Ollington, returning soon here. Uh, he mm-hmm. writes about the LA Galaxy experience, piece on the importance of left-footed players at Arsenal, and the aftermath of Spitgate. The issue is on sale from sellers outside the ground on match days and online from www.onlineguna.com. Com. Right. Well, thanks, Kevin, and um, thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem at all. And to you, uh, Mustafa, well, I don't know, would it? Mustafa Goldstein. Thank you. Oh, yes, indeed. And to you, David. Uh, thank you. Pleasure, as ever. Mm. And as ever, if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, the address to use is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Once again, our thanks to our sponsors, gunashirts.com. My name's Lord Ashburton. Thank you and goodbye. La di da di da, la di da di di. All good friends and jolly good company. Hey! Nice bit, right? <laughs>